Hey, this is Tom DeLong, and you are listening to Blink-180 Dudes and Blink-180 Dudes Nudes. Blink-180 Dudes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Blink-180 Dudes podcast. Todd Riley virtually joined alongside Lloyd Holiday, and today's special guest, drummer from Goalkeeper, Cody Ritchie, the drummer. How we doing, buddy? <laughs> Happy to be here, man. So we're talking some Travis Barker. I put a tweet out probably about a couple of weeks ago, just see it, trying to get a vibe out there. And this was probably like one of our most responded to tweets because, uh, I mean, you guys will see why in a second. I put out there like, what are your favorite uh, Travis Barker drum songs? And obviously people just have so many because the guy is so gifted. And Lloyd and I, we've talked about this before. Like we kind of take for granted as Blink fans, like how lucky we are to have like probably one of the greatest drummers of all time, not just like a pop punk, just like in all genres of music. Like there's nothing the guy can't do. And we're just so lucky that he's in our favorite band. So I just figured, like, we like we talk so much about the songs, and it always comes out to, like, the lyrics and, like, the guitar riffs. But, like, the drums are, like, we never have, like, any complaints or really, I feel like we don't never, like, really dive too much into the drums because they're just always there. So I figure it's time to, you know, send the guy a little love. And I figure what better person to also have a, uh, a part of this episode than a drummer himself. And uh, hope he'll, we were talking a little bit before the show even started. And uh, I, I consider myself somewhat well-versed in music, but not, I, I wouldn't say as – I actually played the drums when I was like five or six growing up. But, like, my musical lingo is not up to um, – like, I, like I, I remember the term paradiddle when I was doing the uh, – Ah, no paradiddles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I remember growing up, I started <laughs> taking drum lessons and – like I had a like a drum book and everything with, with like notes and everything, and I I couldn't. I mean, I was like six years old and just didn't have the attention span to keep <laughs> up with it. How, how old were you when you first started playing? Uh, so I picked it up in I think third grade. Uh, my brother started playing piano in fifth, and I was in third at the time. So um, I was like, I have to play something. My brother's playing something. And I wanted to play guitar, but when I went to like sign up for lessons, the guy said I'd my hands were too small too small (laughs) (laughs) he said he couldn't play guitar so he was like i picked something else and i was like i guess drums you know here i am yeah yeah, yeah. all my parents were like that's awesome that's so cool i i love you so much (laughs) well it's it's funny i was similar story when i my my older brother started playing the drums um i guess he was in like fifth grade and i was in like kindergarten and like, I always mm-hmm. wanted to play and I just wasn't allowed to, cause obviously you're not going to give like a five or six year old, like sticks and just go hit, like hit a brand new drum set. Cause there's a good chance he destroys it. But there was one, there was one day where my brother and parents were all downstairs and I went up and just started playing like a very simple, like beat just from like what I picked up watching him. Like to me, it was easy. Like, and my parents like came like sprinting in the room and I thought like, Oh shit, I'm in trouble. Like I'm going to get in trouble for playing this. And they're like, wait, that's you playing. And I'm like, wow. yeah. And they're like, and they signed me up for lessons. And I, I think, like, they knew I was good. And I, I just always regret not sticking with it because nice. maybe I'm the drummer of goalkeeper at this point, you know? That could have been it, dude. And I could have been playing guitar. And Mark could have been just doing the books and the management. And, yeah, you know, wow. better off. <laughs> Life could uh. be so much different if I had just stuck with mm. it. So I'm the, only, I'm the only non-drummer here is the way I see it. Yeah, I had yeah. a couple you, years you of know, piano and I just didn't quit. Really? You, you're oh. piano, Lloyd? Yeah, but I, couldn't, I just couldn't read music. Any any song that i knew it was just pure memorization so music yeah. never clicked yeah, piano, yeah. I, I took one keyboarding class in eighth grade and i'm like i think the, the hardest part for me was playing with two hands like the, adding the mm-hmm. left hand into it was like was so difficult 
difficult for me. That's what I remember the most. And I guess at the time, like I picked up on reading the music, but like after a semester worth of, you know, it's, it's just gone. Like anything I learned is <laughs> worthless now, just a waste yeah. of like four months for me. But <laughs> I always, yeah, that's I another thing I kind of wish. I feel like it's so cool if you can play the piano. I agree. It's I so sophisticated. I just like, yeah, I just started picking it up and um, mine totally cheated. There's all the notes are written on all of the piano keys now. And I put it on like YouTube and they have like, it comes at you like a guitar hero and you just put it in front of the yeah. keyboard and you're kind of like going along with it. Speaking of Guitar Hero, I was at a, a buddy's a buddy's place. I guess it was a couple of months ago, and uh, you know they, they have there's like a website now. I don't know the name of the website, but you can basically play Guitar Hero still if you still have your like PS2 guitar, because you can plug oh, yeah, it into the USB port into the the laptop and just. Play. <laughs> no way! I didn't know that. No, yeah. I think I might still have mine. Yeah, so well, there I you definitely got mine somewhere. That's something to check out. Um, but yeah, let's just jump into it. We're we're gonna get we can like we're we've already fallen down like three different rabbit holes before yeah, just right. trying to get into this episode. Um <laughs> we were talking prior to this episode about uh we don't wanna you know dive into the like the first few albums from Blink because Travis isn't a part of it. And uh, ironically, um and Tom talks about this too, the band really takes off when Travis joins it. And uh I don't know if Lloyd, if you've seen I don't know if you've seen it either, Cody, but there's this documentary of like the ernie ball documentary with tom DeLong, where he's talking about songwriting and he's talking about writing um with travis and travis was saying that like or tom was saying that travis was getting so frustrated with early writing a blink because he felt like everything like and it, we just talked about this off air like two minutes ago like everything from cheshire cat and dude ranch all the drums are almost identical like it's pretty much just that fast pace you know tempo the whole time mm -hmm. and travis i think or Tom just said, like, what if you write first and then we'll write on top of that, basically. And then when they figured out that, like, you can start, like, lead with Travis, like, and let him, like, work his magic, like, endless possibilities. And that's when Blink takes off. And um, so I, I figured the best way to do this is we'll kind of do it similar to what Lloyd and I did the other week, where we'll kind of go album by album and kind of just discuss, like, some of the highlights. And then when we get to the end of Nine kind of try to put together our top three maybe two honorable mentions in there so yeah. let's start with enema the state opening track is dumpweed and dumpweed i don't know if this will be a top three for me but just like the way the album kicks off it's like it's one of the greatest album openers of all time and i, I really wish mm -hmm. they opened more with concerts with this song too like they used to but they started doing a feel in this which is another song i'm sure we'll get into later but like mm -hmm. for me dumpweed is one of like the all-time openers off like any album and i'll let you guys discuss this well, actually, Lloyd, I would love to hear your drum opinion. Well, I'm, I'm with Todd here. The As far as the opening goes, we, we've probably mentioned this five times throughout the, the podcast here, but we've seen – the first time we saw them live, they opened with Dumpweed. Yeah. And it was like – The curtain drop curtain and everything. And, yeah, and it was yeah. Yeah, just awesome. comes in so hot, I guess, just as a whole of the song. Um, yeah. Real fast pace. Can't really beat I think, it. No, no. I think what they did – and they do – on multiple occasions is like they capitalize <clears throat> excuse me on making a good fucking opening song <clears throat> that song like you had already said feeling this there are a whole bunch of songs that they like i think immediately could capture you live with that song gravitates you and pulls you and it's so catchy and so hooky so like starting the record with that you're gonna listen to the whole thing you know definitely and i and i've always said this like enema the state even like probably came out when i was like six or seven but it mm -hmm. was Probably, probably six. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, ninety nine. Um, 
for me, it was the first, and I, I had always listened to music, but like I would buy it by a CD and like I would buy it for like the single that I knew off the radio and like would find like two or three other songs that I liked off it. Enema of the State was like the first CD that I had that I could listen to start to finish. And really? I was like, I thought that was like the coolest thing in the world, like being like, holy shit, like there's not one bad song off this CD. Yeah, that happens every now and then. And when it does happen, it's like perfect. I definitely agree. Enema is one of those albums that you listen to from start to finish and never get bored. You know, that's why it's, you know, so ingrained in the culture of this day. Yeah. And another one, actually, which is the next song off that album that I had written down in my notes that it's probably, again, this, this definitely won't be in the top three or even honorable mention for me, but it's just something I've just like, like for like a drum and drum standpoint, I like uh, Don't Leave Me in the beginning of that with like the snare, like the da 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 Yeah, for, yeah. for what, like it's just like it's super upbeat, super catchy, and it just mm-hmm. it grabs you in right away. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the first things that I wanted to learn. Um, so, I mean, like sidebar, the first thing I wanted to learn when I ever started drumming was Don't Stop Believing by Journey. And let it be known. That's like the greatest eighth song of all time. That's, I mean, that's not here nor there. Um, and then, like, moving on from that, I wanted to learn Green Day and Blink-182. And, like, so obviously I thought Travis was a god. And, like, I always loved the way that pause felt when they hit and don't leave me that fucking debate. It yep. hits you so hard. And, like, I wanted to figure out how he was doing that. Because when I was first learning how to drama, I was like, well, how did they stop all that stuff at the same time? You know, and, and you listen to it over and over again. And, like, um, I think you were saying, Lord, I can't read music for, like, you any of that stuff. For drumming, no way. It's all feeling. So, like, you just listen to it over and over again. And I remember just playing it over. And that was one of the first actual, like, songs. I remember, like, figuring out how they do it and then, like, being so proud of myself. So that's, like, a particular one for me. I love Don't Leave Me. Even still, is it all – it's all feel now? You're saying, too? Yeah. Oh, fuck that, dude. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, I can't read a drum note. <laughs> No. no, that's fine. Uh-uh. But in my defense, I have like so many less things to hit than like a guitar or a bass does. They've got like so many notes. I've got like three bambooms and like some cymbals. So I, I think I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it helps too when like, with like what you said with drum, it's like a feel thing. Like you can just, you can kind of play a beat without knowing what you like, without knowing how to read it. And especially when, once you start like writing on your own as well too, like, you're, you're putting it together. You just got to kind of remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sonically, also, this is a fun fact. It's like, and I mean, I don't think many people think about it, but like it's recorded with microphones above. So, you know, you're listening when it's coming through your headphones. If it's a good, you know, modern recording, you're hearing where it is. It's placed and it's mm-hmm. coming at you in a certain way. So like if you're a drummer, sonically, sometimes you can figure out, well, that sounds coming from here to down here yeah. and you can follow the, the sway of it. So, um, Travis is, you know, all over that fucking shit. It's awesome to hear what he does. See, this is what the this is the insight we need. The uh the sonic <laughs> the sonically uh uh phrase drop right there. That's that's you like the insight the one you weren't getting that out of me today. <laughs> no, <laughs> me neither. Me okay, neither. Uh, buzzword number one crossed off. <laughs> sonically done. <Yeah. laughs> um moving forward in the album though, probably later on down here. Um this one, this one, uh, I saw a lot of people tweet us in. This is a big one uh, for me as well. Adam's song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I was waiting for this one to come up. I think that one's probably the most iconic. 
Um, yeah. And then we're, you know, we're not really getting to our number threes in the top three at the time, but like, I think that's number one for me. Just yeah, for like, I don't, I don't want to put do. any numbers on it, but, but let's just say for me, that's going to make a, it's going to make a comeback. It's going <laughs> to not be the last time we talk about it. I remember growing up and like, like I said, I, I grew up with like a bunch of kids. Like I actually, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the South Jersey band dry jacket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Their drummer was my neighbor growing up. Like his family still lives there and Man. everything. So, wow. I mean, I live in South Jersey. Dude. I mean, yeah. like, you know, we're all, I feel like a stone's throw. <laughs> yeah, from that so, area. Like I grew up, he's probably, I mean, he is a few years older than me. I don't know by how many, sure. but um, mm-hmm. like I grew up hanging out with him. So like he was all into like Blink-182 and all like any kind of music. Like I was already into like punk rock music as a kid from him. So like yeah. I knew like all the stuff I liked, like was very simple. Like I guess it would kind of like drum wise, it kind of followed the pattern of like, let's say like all the small things, like a very simple, like routine drum beat basically. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking it was so cool that Adam's song wasn't like, like the i guess it it doesn't follow like a certain like it it follows a pattern but like not an easy one if that makes sense yeah and and you know what this is i'm so glad you said it because like you just said the same thing i'm gonna say which is different words and um it that was the first time i was introduced to what is like it's typically in this four four pattern right and and it usually breaks it into two so you just most drum patterns follow that two segments but like travis made this beat and first off this very like emotional song right yeah. you know it's, it's email it hits you and then like he's doing this technique that i hadn't heard before where like he stretches a pattern across the entirety of like the like two measures right so i'm used to like learning that first measure and then doing it over that first measure and doing it over and over again but he did this thing where like he extended it to two and like he created and changed the entire vibe of the song so it's it's dynamically it's really cool what he does there yeah it, it's awesome and like i like i said like I just remember being like, and I never reached this goal, but like as a kid being like, when I like, when I learn how to play the drums, like that's going to be the song I, I want to hear and I never did. Yep. I'm not counting it out. I, um, <laughs> this is funny to make me think of it. Like I, I am just as good at drums as I was when I was like five or six years old. Like I never, I never got any better. I never played again. Like we never had a drum set in the house. You were a talented five or six year old. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and I know, but there was a vacation I was on about two or three years ago, and we were at a bar called Howl at the Moon. They have they have them like a there's actually one in Philadelphia. Yeah, they had one in um Orlando where I was at, and mm-hmm. like it was a weeknight, so it wasn't as busy as it was on the weekends. But there was the band was playing. We were talking to the guy off stage. And I was like, how much to like play a song on stage? He's like, we'll, we'll let you do it for like 10, but we're going to tell people that you paid like 40. So like more people come up, work this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, can I play drums? He's like, what song do you want to play? And I just tried to find the most like simple, like basic drum pattern song I play. So we, I went with, uh, I went with all star by smash mouth. Nice. The most electric four minutes of my adult life, dude. Uh huh. <laughs> absolutely. Without a doubt. Was fire good choice so, so i i hey I, that was a few years ago that was that was a dream fulfilled i'm sure five or six year old mm-hmm. todd would have been very proud of himself because he was a big he was a big smash mouth fan growing up so maybe one yeah. day a 40 year old todd can hit a howl at the moon in like massachusetts or something yeah that sounds say, awesome like i said it was the first like intricate drum mm-hmm. hearing that my ears ever heard and like even as like a six-year-old i was like fuck like this is awesome yeah like this is so cool mm-hmm. um, Completely agree. 
if I if I skip over any that you guys have on these albums, let me know. But I'm just looking at my list going forward. I also have Mutt, and not so much for, I guess, like the pattern or anything. This is more so for the snare sound, like the snare sound and Mutt. To me, it just like mm-hmm. it, like it's not like the. I feel like the way I can describe it, like it almost has like an echo to it. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, that just that just gets my dick a little wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, Anthem obviously sticks out. I think that's um, an awesome Travis song. Uh, and I think if I had to pick another standout one, um, I think this party, or down, this, the party song? The party, party song, song, yeah. I remember um, that was like a downloadable song on Rock Band. We had it downloaded. And believe me, I was kind of household that had the mic stand for the entirety <laughs> of it. So um, we had a pretty down set and just trying to even play that song on rock band is so stupid. Uh, but um, Well, they yeah, can't even Travis. really play it live. I remember we, I saw them in like 2011 and they tried to play that live and they just fucked it up and started laughing and just moved on to the next song. <laughs> Dude, you know, respect to it. You know, a different way too. They can do it. And you were no, like, we can't do this. <laughs> Dude, we got like 30 other songs to play for you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like they were doing that throughout the entirety of the tour. I think like once a night they were just like, let's see if we can, like, let's see how far we can get through it. And then if they could, really? they would just go on to the next song. Yeah. Did they, did they ever really, get through? like, yeah. Uh, I would have to do some research. Um, yeah, we'll get someone to tweet us in who was at one of those shows who could let us know. But I don't okay. think I've, I saw a successful uh, completion, if you will. Don't they like notoriously play faster than on the record anyway? I know they used to. I, I feel like now, like, it's, like, Back I remember towards, day. like, right before their first hiatus, mm-hmm. they were playing songs really fast. I'm like, kudos to Travis, because, like, obviously, he has a death wish. Like, a heart <laughs> attack, for some reason. I don't know why he would want to play Jam at, at time two, the, the speed, but, hey. I also had Anthem written down to build off you there, Cody. That was the one, like, I looked through Reddit, because I'm not going to hide it. I'm just, drums... They don't stick out to me. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, man. I love the effort. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's see what the people got. And Anthem was coming uh, up a lot. Yeah. Okay. What did the people have to say about Anthem? They're just like, wow, this slaps. Yeah, not yeah, these people don't go in depth. Just <laughs> No, no. Of course not. They're editors, dude. Yeah, hey, just get the I point. I about Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> um all right that's 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 animal we'll circle back and when we're making our our, our top picks but uh mm-hmm. a lot of standouts on that one um sure. jump in to take off your pants and jacket opening track anthem part two. Oh, yeah that's one of the best i mean i still cannot figure out that first verse or i guess that's what it is the second verse too but like <laughs> i mean i've i've watched youtube videos and like maybe if i like donated like a whole day of time to it i could probably figure it out but like I don't know. Every time I think about it, I'm just like, dude, fuck you, man. This is this is cool <laughs> shit. And, and and I'm gonna get it one day. But like right now, you you know what? You got me. You got me. And that's uh, and that's another one that's kind of similar to uh to Don't Leave Me with like the the quick snare hits really quick. Not it's not the same <laughs> one, but yeah, it's 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 in like uh it's very similar in a way mm-hmm. at least to me. Yeah. Like my ears here, it's the kind of the same. Keep keep your ears open. You might hear this song come up again later. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I, I like to hear that. A lot um, written down on this from this album. So I'm going to pull up Spotify on my phone and just see if like, mm-hmm. because also I think because I started out so hot with End of the State that I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to just list a bunch. Um, you know what? Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. 
because uh, like it's so easy to just be like this is good this is good this is good and then end up with like 20 songs uh, i was gonna say one that i didn't write down but i don't know how i didn't i must have just missed it was stay together for the kids and i like the 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 and the guitars kind of do this too where it starts it's it's soft and it's like there's no in between it's mm-hmm. soft loud soft loud and i've always i just like the um i think i actually <laughs> like the the beginning part of the drums more than the um just like the quiet hits like the the yeah. simple pattern it follows yeah i think he like really follows the uh the, the vibe of the song and crashes you in the beginning and then like the chorus is asked to like ass beater and it's like heavy as hell you know so i think they definitely have that dynamic in there if um if we're talking about tupage and, and we're talking about drums we have to talk about the fill for first date like <laughs> uh, in my in my notes i i don't even have first date full song i, I just have first date intro yeah dude that, i mean it's, it's it's iconic and i remember when i first started playing drums i wanted to know iconic fills because i wanted people like to impress people like when i was playing in front of them so like of yeah. course you memorize dance dance like <laughs> you know i mean same thing with sugar Ray going down you know and like exactly and now everybody knows the song um, so like if they're, you know, uh, first date in there, that's like literally, you know, one of the first that come up to mind. Uh, I mean like American Idiot is another one, maybe, I don't know. You could play like one Red Hot Chili Peppers song and they're all the same. Uh, <laughs> don't tell Mark I said that. He would kill me. And you can, <laughs> you can turn to any band though and be like, oh, their songs are the same. Yeah, sure. But like Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's got Will Ferrell. <laughs> they literally have one song. <laughs> <laughs> no hey they're awesome that's like mark's favorite band i love to give him shit so i know about mark while well, i have a second i love to point this fact out at all times if you ever get to talk to him again he almost got lacrosse tattooed across his back like i don't know if that's like, like on just purpose? dude he went to london to compete as a lacrosse player in high really? school i had Fucking no idea asshole <laughs> <laughs> So if you guys ever see him, tell him like, "Yo, glad you got that tab of lacrosse across the back, bro. Where's your spoon?" You know. Wait, did he get the Did he get the tattoo? No. Or he almost did. No, he didn't get it. His parents. Were, he was like 16, and his parents were gonna sign off from last minute. The tattoo artist was like, "Are you sure?" Yeah. That you want lacrosse across your back? He was Forever. like, "Ever." Probably not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways, back to look at me too um i think i honestly there's probably more unless there's none that i personally feel that i would like to mention so unless there's more that you guys know like i mean hey what about you lloyd uh, i mean i'm over here checking the reddit again and uh <laughs> Reck- reckless abandons getting some love yeah that's yeah. actually a really good one wow I and for missing that i don't think I anything else that we haven't mentioned reckless abandons a really good one Yep, that was my first Blink song. Somebody showed me it like when we were in dodgeball at recess, and uh, I was like in seventh grade. It's the first time I ever heard it. I was like, "Wow, oh, shit's cool." All right. I feel like that's one that's that flies under the radar a lot. Yeah, no, that's a deep cut. Yeah, let's jump forward. Uh, self-titled album, untitled album, whatever you want to call. It. I, I go oh, yeah. self-titled because it's Blink One Eighty Two. This one, this one is going to be a similar to Enema. I feel like where we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna spend a little bit more time on this album than the others. Um, right off the jump, feeling this, Cody. I you kind of alluded to this early on. Uh, if you want to continue on with the with this one, yeah, absolutely. It's just you know, it's one of those songs that absolutely like ass kicker of an opening. It really pulls you in and sets the vibe for the rest of the record. And like, 
Travis has just, I was talking about this just a second ago, like an infamous like drum pattern fill, you know, that's one of the things you want to get down. And like, he does a lot of signature stuff. I feel like on this record as a whole, and um, I feel like a lot of neighborhoods too, which we can talk about in a minute. But, um, he does so much good stuff in this record. And I feel like this is where like a lot of his best work is. This is my favorite Blake album, self-titled 100%. Just just because of what like Travis does. I love some of the cool stuff they did as production for the record. And like, I think in one of the liner notes of the, um, of the album, you can see where like some of the, just the thought that goes into like how they even recorded some of his fills just, they put so much love into the drums for this record. It's like, come on, that's so cool. No, for sure. And and like you said, like this, like it's, this is another like awesome album opener. Like, and we didn't even talk about this anthem part two on the take yeah, off the jacket. Like that's the album opener. Like I feel like they oh yeah, you're always, right. <laughs> we did not talk always, about that. It's it's not as iconic. I feel like as dump weed or feeling this, but like the same same type deal. But. Yeah, feeling this and just even like the um, what's the um, the the effect that they that have on the drum is on the tip of my tongue. I cannot think of it. Laser, something yeah. like that. Yep, because it's the same one they have on a uh, first time actually from nine. Um, yeah, yeah. Another another album opener, but yeah, for for this one, it's just like the snare hits and everything, and it just and then it just jumps in, and then the um, like the cowbells during the chorus and stuff like every little thing that he does is just like so great on this one. And I feel like this is another one that's like such a big blink song. And like, when we talk about it, like cause we've talked about this song, I'm sure like 15 times on the, just throughout the course of this podcast. And like, I feel like we never give it the love because of the drums. I feel like we always talk about the back and forth between Mark and Tom, like that, that's personally my favorite part about bridge. When the, like, when the bridge. Yeah. Uh, this is, a, this uh, is a perfect Mark bridge. Song. Oh yeah. And, um, the my favorite thing that like at the end of the song with the um the layering of the vocals like for me that's like that's like my thing um so there's also this one fill that travis does on the in between between the first chorus and the second verse Mm -hmm. and it's this fast insane snare roll that like i don't know if he's i still haven't figured (laughs) but he's like going back and forth and it's um dude i'm sitting here trying to explain it but like it's something i don't even understand so like (laughs) I don't know. Travis uh, just I got a, like, I got a question for you. Please. I've heard the word now like five times. So I'm just going to ask it. Is a fill just any time there aren't lyrics? So a fill is when the drummer does something special. That's like the easiest way to say it. Like if a drummer does like a... That's a fill, right? That's a fill. But like only drummer Parker... Well, no, no, no. You can have like a bass or like a guitar yeah. fill I guess but like they're not technically I would say technically they're not usually called fills it usually is to talk about percussion there you go I'm sorry I didn't even know I was using like drum jargon <laughs> no, back to the day figured out to ask that's why you're here see and I love I love that Lloyd Lloyd has the confidence to ask the question because he could have sat there for the rest of the episode just, just <laughs> watching that term getting thrown around and you've been like fuck I well, don't know what they're talking about well I was planning on it but then I heard it again and again <laughs> I got this out. Dude, you, you can ask me any drum question you want. I'm not going to have the professional musician answer you need. That's just not me. But I got you. I'll try. Love it. Uh, another one that I saw a lot that people had, um, and I don't think this would be, a, it be on it for me. It's definitely a cool, cool sounding drum song. I'll give it that. Is Down. Oh, Down is. Give me one second. I'm going back into my phone. I'm just dying. I was on the beat for 
no one distracted. How did my dad? That's my dad. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's the Blink-180 dudes. The Blink-180 dudes. We're keeping that in. <laughs> That's my dad. He's the man. That was also another track on Rock Band you could download. I had it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> This right. episode's also slowly just becoming like a like a sponsorship uh, and partner with uh, with Rock Band. Bring Rock oh, Band dude. back. Hundred <laughs> percent, I agree with this because there's always been a dream of mine to have a goalkeeper song on Rock Band. Low key, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'll download it again. Um, so I think another one to mention on this album is Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, that that Familiar? that one. Um, oh yeah, that's that's one where it has like the uh, the quick the quickness to it. But it's also it's just like I can't it's like it's loud, it's quick, and it's just like mm-hmm. everything just happens so fast. It just comes at you so quick. Yeah. I mean like then this is no joke because another track is called violence, but like that song feels violent when he comes at the drums. Like he's yeah. attacking it hundred percent. And like I think that's where you start to feel like, okay, there is a disconnect between blink that was on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and the blink that is here now. Because you mean you wouldn't see that kind of riff? You wouldn't see that kind of playing on the last record. Like that's that's one thousand percent where you're like, okay, the throttle is like fucking thrown. They're giving it all they can this time, you yeah, know, in a and, different way. And another one that's kind of similar. And this one, this one, uh, like the song itself, I'm not too big on, but the drums, I'm really, I really like. Uh, Easy Target. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen the um, like the album launch of them in the studio making this album. Have you seen that? It's on YouTube. No, I'm really bad with YouTube. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's a clip of Travis recording it, and he basically records like each single hit like individually, like really, like the snare hits individually. The ah, uh, dude, they're not even not. I don't. I don't know what they're. they're it's like I don't know what instruments this would be. What is it? It's like it's not a bell. It's not like a tambourine. It's like three pieces of metal, basically. That he's uh, dude, it's like three pieces of metal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I <laughs> honestly, have to, I'll have to go back and lo- look and see if either I can figure it mm-hmm. out. But but no, but just every shit. single hit is just individual, and it's like the perfect one mm-hmm. to do it for because it's just and like that's like the easiest thing to just hit. Yeah, or, and, just, mm-hmm. and it's like, and it feel like even just clapping that. Like if I were to clap that, like out like out in public somewhere, and be like, "What's that from?" Nobody would guess Easy Target by Blink One Eighty Two. But yeah, yeah, but now that you said that, it came it came right back to me. I was having a hard time mm-hmm. picturing it until you did that. <laughs> but like, it, just, it sounds right. like a, something that you would hear literally anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I said, like people probably done that just like knocking on doors, and just yeah. like <laughs> turns it into like just like this aggressive, like you like the violence are another good term for it. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I usually like, attacking it. Um, I, I, I think that's just like what you were talking about. Just like another point to how much love they put into the production drums on this record, you know? And I think it's just so dynamic. That sounds so cool. I didn't even know that they decided to do that. And that sounds like, that sounds insane to me. Like, who does that? <laughs> who records every single note? And then, like, come to find out, that's probably the reason why they're, like, the greatest band of all time. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it goes to show. There's one thing that I remember, and I think it's in the song, what's the, what's the one that goes, our signal is getting lost in the ether. Is that easy target? Yeah. 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 There's a fill in the second verse where Travis does like the 16th notes or something across the toms. Right. 
but when they recorded it, they recorded it um, twice as fast. So when they put it into post-production, they halved it. So it's the correct time for the song. And it, and that's why it sounds so deep is because it's not the actual like drum fill him playing it. It's like it, it's half. And that's why it's because it's slowed down. It's slow-mo. It's slow it but down. like it's not slow-mo. It's dude. <laughs> it's it's and that's like another that's thing what that, i'm like, talking about yeah like like it's just like little techniques that like we wouldn't like especially like the average like and i pride myself on being a pretty big blink 182 fan i i've watched them like the video of them recording that and i didn't even know that. that's that's pretty fucking cool that that's why i mean like you fall in love it's like who has that kind of dedication and i i haven't watched it personally but and mark talks about it all the time is um tom DeLong's um so we don't need to oh my gosh one? no no it's something with ernie ball or like some string thing yeah string, yeah the, um, yeah I, I i was talking about it like half hour ago that's right that's right what was it yeah. called again uh i think it's i don't know what it's called but it's it's like an ernie ball like string theory thing like they yeah, just like, um, yeah. right i mean just the fact that he has one yeah. it's like an Tell hour and a half long it's really it's really interesting because he kind of like breaks down like his like different errors of like music mm-hmm. like early blink like blink blowing up mm-hmm. angels and airwaves boxcar racer and then like where he's at now yeah yeah sorry go ahead oh no he's always talking about that i was just saying that's like he, he brings up small notes from that thing all the time well tom did this and this and he says that <laughs> like this is actually the reason why this works the best so like it just just goes to show they have an awesome team there who are like fully capable musicians who care about their craft. Well, I, I thought you were referencing because you're talking about like different recording methods. Like there's when Tom first started Angels and Airwaves, there's like a he did like a rockumentary with that, and um, mm-hmm. like he was like to like d- get different like drum sounds. They were like slamming filing cabinets, like getting a shoebox and pulling it with rocks and just like shaking it around. Really? Like, it's like a bunch of, yeah, it was just like uh. a bunch of different shit. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes sense when you listen to that first Angels and Airwaves album, too, which is like all the weird different voices <laughs> and sounds that they yeah. um, they have. But yeah. Experimental, um, for sure. But yeah, I want to, again, I'm going to get myself down a rabbit hole if I, don't, if I don't bring it back. So I'll bring it back. Mm-hmm. This one, for me, I think was, is going to be another one you're going to hear again. And uh, always, for me, this was... Again, this was like the first time that I had seen something with uh, with a drummer that I've never seen before. And it's something, this was something a little bit more simple, but for me, like never seeing it before, it just like blew my mind. So rather than just hitting the hi-hat like once, he, he hits it twice with both hands and then he goes down to the snare and keeps hitting it. And for me, it's seeing that was like, shit, that's why it sounds like that. And that's like, and for me, that's like, I always just thought that was so cool. And like, I'll never yeah. forget it. So that's like, I guess it's not special to me, but like, for me, it just, it was like, a, it was enough for me, like to stand out to me that I didn't forget it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why Travis is, you know, as recognizable as he is. He does those things that like typical, at the time, pop punk acts weren't doing, you know, and that's a, that's a, you know, 16th note that he's hitting with the hi-hat. And um, I think, I was going to mention always as well as one of the songs that I think are pretty key because he, um, he has a lot of cool things and things stick out in the song. Obviously, A, the intro with he's going crazy on rim shots on the snare and probably around the toms as well. I remember the first time I was, not the first time, but I was playing in the car with my mom. She had heard it and she was like, 
oh wow what's he doing there oh that sounds crazy oh wow that's awesome can you do that i was like no mom shut up <laughs> not yet um and then um there's also something he does after it's like a post course thing he's riding the hi-hat and uh he ends up doing this fill that's so I, just simple i know it's, what you're talking about yeah the, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's so it's it's simple but like creative because you're not you're not using a part of the drum set you would think about like you're accenting on with with symbols and it's just like why couldn't i think of that this is like one of those situations where you're like it's so simple but like it's also so like artsy and it's also yeah. like fuck you <laughs> you know how do you do this uh so um i think i think that's probably I'm not going to, like you said, put numbers on it, but that's probably up there for me as well. Always is a special song. Yep. Also, the chorus where Mark is going, ooh, in the background. Yep. Ah! That's, that's <laughs> like, that's one I list, I've listened to so many times because when I first heard it, I would, it was like on repeat all the time that like, I've kind of like burn it out a little bit in my brain. So I don't, I don't go back to it as much as I should. But every time I every time I have like a good listen to it, I, I appreciate it. But I try I try not to because, like I said, I've I've overplayed it so many times in my head. Lloyd, Lloyd, what do you got for us off this album? Yeah, I got two more uh, that we haven't mentioned. I don't think I was a little MIA for a second, so apologies if we did. Um, this one not necessarily on the album as much, but when they'd play this live, and Todd, correct me if I'm wrong, violence would go straight into his drum solo. Yeah, I believe it's it started mm. his drum solo. Started his drum solo. Okay. Yeah. It would go from I think it went to down into violence. And okay. Like, there would be like the flames and shit going and everything. Yeah, I just I just think it needs to be brought up how ridiculous those solos <laughs> were. I've yeah. seen them a handful of times live. I mean the really? drumming itself, but then there's the one where it's I, you must have seen this style where he's in like a ball and upside down at yeah. some point. They like strap mm. him into like the Willy Wonka machine. <laughs> He's just flying around the stadium for a couple minutes. I remember, like, I guess it was the first tour they did. Then they got back together. They did that, and I was thinking, like, this is this is like nothing in my life will ever be cooler than this. But, like, I've seen it a few times now, and I'm like, all right, like it's 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 pretty cool. Like, mm -hmm. and even that, like, like my first reaction to it should have been right, like. Like, we're just almost, like, numb to the fact that, like, how talented he is. Mm -hmm. I, I can remember, like, because it was always the same time, the same song every set that he'd do the solo. And, like, a significant amount of people leaving for, like, beers, bathroom, whatever. And I was just like, no. <laughs> Stay. I, I have a confession Damn. to make. At, at the last, at the end of the state tour, I, 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 I used the bathroom break. But, no, but I, didn't miss, I didn't miss much because uh, – I was conveniently located near a restroom, but I, yep. I did do it. That's good. That's good. You made up for it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the one other one I had, it's, it's probably as simple as it gets on drums. This is my non-expert analysis, but I love the way the simple sound of I miss you, just the drums. Nice. Uh, I was hoping you said like, that. Cause I was like, shit, I haven't, I wanted to talk about that. But I didn't write it down. Um, I just want to say, I just want to say my two cents on it. Then I'll let you go Lloyd. Um, but for me, I just love the fact that he uses like the jazz brushes in that. And like I remember like, as a kid trying to like duplicate that with like old paintbrushes in my house and stuff. Yeah. Like just being That's like, awesome. oh well Travis uses brushes. He's gotta be similar enough. Yeah. <laughs> but like even just like from the standpoint of just like me trying to make a like the snare sound like something different. If that makes sense. No, I just I mean, like I said, it's probably pretty it's it's simple sounding, but it always gets the head going a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, Dude, that's just, the best part about it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Travis was able to do something so simple and and appropriate and and tone setting that he did it literally for the entire song, and now he's making so much money off of <laughs> <laughs> something that literally people, I mean, probably do when like sit in the bathroom, you know, you need like in the simplest yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And, and so I mean, like, hey, it just bleeds. You know why he's like one of the smartest drummers on the planet. And I've kind of always alluded back to this, this little tidbit. I'll give a little backstory uh, for the listeners who don't know, and I don't believe Cody knows either. But forever ago, I won a guitar lesson online with David Kennedy from Angels and Airwaves. Um, huh. the contest. The contest literally was like enter e- your enter email. And, and I won. The funny thing is, like, I, I use an email that, like, I rarely check that I, I almost miss, like, the final notice. Like, hey, yeah. like, you need to claim this or we're giving it to someone else. But um, we were just talking about songwriting in general. And he, and he said, like, in Angels and Arrows, we obviously do so much stuff that's, like, big and takes up so much space on a song and stuff. But, like, an element of, like, songwriting or something can just be using it in the most simplest form and taking elements away and just stripping it down, basically. Mm-hmm. So like I've always kind of just tried to use that, and even just like, like in my own like, I I don't write music or anything, but like even just like stuff like, like I work in marketing, so if I'm like putting together something, like I try to even like use that aspect and like that approach, yeah. like, well, absolutely, well maybe sometimes simple is better, and like not overthinking it and just keeping it simple. So something like that where it's literally the same, it's it almost could be set yeah. to a loop because like there's. I don't think there's really much he does outside the box. That's probably what they did. They probably got literally like eight bars of it. Travis said, that's it. And they were like, <laughs> you're good? And they were like, that's it. We got so much else to fucking cover here, guys. I'm done. <laughs> this is the rest of the song. You know, and they just said, okay, cool. They clipped it. Copy pasted. And Travis said, done. It's a track. And the funny part is for like, like when I put that song live, like the ending, like he goes off on. And I always, and he kind of talks about this too, where like, he doesn't necessarily get bored, but like you're playing the same songs over and over again each night. And obviously he knows them like, like the back of his hand, he has to do something to switch mm-hmm. them up. So like even songs like what's my age again, he says he's always like, he'll always like switch up the fills every other fourth show or something like that to just like make it a little mm-hmm. bit more fun for him or make it more challenging. And I, I just love And I, like, I, I miss you live is like one of the coolest songs ever. Like when that, they have like the backtrack piano going and Travis is just like, mm-hmm. go. and I, I always loved it when Tom was, was there because Tom, like, I, I actually like Matt's singing a lot on that, on that song as well. But, like, when Tom played, I felt like his, his, like, the ending, what he would do with the guitar, like, he would go really low on the neck and hit these, like, really high notes that aren't on there. And just the whole ending was so cool. For, like, a song, like, awesome. like, like Lloyd said, and, like, look, even us now, like, it's such a simple song. But, like, we could spend hours talking about, like, the com- like how complex this song is on different levels, even though it's just, like, like a simple pop punk ballad like that's yeah. like at its core yeah, that's all it is, like to us it's so much more hey lord you might not know like the musical terms and stuff but you just set up a wonderful that's, musical discussion right there that's why i'm here that's why i'm in this seat <laughs> so you're I killing think, it dude <laughs> i think that's a good place to jump off of uh actually there's one more i want to talk about real quick just i'm lost without you the, just the ending because yeah, the ending we can't is basically travis that's alone, that. like, in a warehouse for like two and a half minutes just hitting mm-hmm. every single drum that they have yeah, so funny thing about that song is, like, it's so iconic, the, the record, or, like, the ending. Um, 
and obviously for drummers it's important and uh i downloaded the album on limewire so i did not get that last track and i didn't know that was like a part of it i think it i thought the album ended on here's your letter because i think that's the last song before yeah, it if i'm not mistaken or whatever it is yeah yeah which yeah, i thought exactly. was awesome i was like okay this is a banger this is i guess a really cool thing to end on it's kind of like heavy and like dark whatever and then like years later i was listening on spotify or something or something else i forget how it came up and uh and i was listening to the album as a whole so i was expecting it to end and jump onto something else and then that weird ass face sound continued <laughs> and i was like oh oh and then there's the whole jumping at the end. And you're like, oh my, I've been missing out on this for years. Are you kidding me? I'm dog water. What is going on here? You know? <laughs> that's a nice so, little discovery yeah. late though. I, I yeah, love that. It's a like great that. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's yeah, ever absolutely. been much with Glink that I had. But like, I remember finding out about, I guess it was plus 44. Like I got into plus 44 probably a year or two after the album came out. And mm-hmm. it was like, basically like a, a bonus blink 182 album at the time and i yeah. was like this is fucking awesome <laughs> that's awesome we you, uh, you and i talked the last time yeah about why i think plus 44 exists and uh lloyd if you're interested i'll tell you my theory uh please yeah so um tom he's off discovering aliens and that's really cool and he did that but um mark's a time traveler so he went now current mark went back in time and already wrote the album and gave it to previous mark and he was like you have to just put this out for no fucking reason and do nothing else about it but you just have to put it out and say you wrote it just so the music you write 20 years from now makes sense is that cool and mark was like duh <laughs> say no more foolproof yeah. yeah absolutely i mean hey i love it yep it makes sense to Prove me you're wrong uh, i mean you can't can. <laughs> <laughs> tweet it at mark he won't deny it <laughs> we're, we're jumping into, we'll jump into now the, about, I guess is like six years longer than that, like almost 10 years mm-hmm. later into neighborhoods. Um, I'll let you guys, uh, just because we're, we're taking up a lot of time here, so I don't want to go track by track or anything. Just mm-hmm. like if you have a, uh, one that you want to bring up, point it out. The one that I, yeah. this is the only one I, I definitely had... wanted to point out was After Midnight. And for me, like again, this is another one with the snare hit, but I just love that. Like, it's almost like a hip hop beat to it. Like, it's almost mm-hmm. like a slow down hip hop beat. And yeah. there is actually a backstory to this, where Blink was almost pretty much done recording. This song wasn't on the album yet, but Travis had this beat, sent it over to Mark and Tom, and Tom added the guitar and his verse, and Mark added his the chorus, and the song was done with like really quick. But while they they almost kept it with the name that was on the flash drive that was being passed back and forth was uh I think it was just called a like, Travis beat. And they almost kept that name of the song. And I think that's just so perfect where it's just like, yeah, Travis basically made this song with this. And that's another one with the hi-hat just, it, it comes off like, like, just like you can almost like feel in your hand, the way the stick is coming off the hits. Almost. That's like the only mm-hmm. way I can describe it in my head. And I've yeah. just like, since day one, I remember watching like videos, like, cause this was like, I guess so like 2011 when they were touring this, like before the album was released, and I remember watching like mm-hmm. YouTube videos off of like someone's like Blackberry and hearing this song and being like, holy <laughs> shit, like this song is awesome. Like I can't I can't wait for like a recorded version of this. Yeah. So um when it comes to neighborhoods, um I've recently formed an opinion that I want to throw your way. Um we don't have to dive too deep into it, but I think neighborhoods is the last record Travis had 
his this is controversial maybe to say but like his patented style like his pat like you know travis for these really really cool off time you know syncopated beats that like catch you and and are punk right and and then they're fast and 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 dare i say daring you know whatever it, it may be yeah. after after tom Lethen, it has nothing to do with mark maybe it does or uh, uh matt rather but like i think in california and nine there's just he changes his style in a distinct way that we can talk about when we get to nine but i think i think neighborhoods and dog eating dogs was like some of the last stuff travis really put like that very like i don't know something just feels nostalgic or like like it's different like it changed i don't, I don't really know how to describe it you know yeah, without well, getting like too much into it but like no, I know what you mean. It's and especially because neighborhoods and dogs eating dogs, they recorded on their own. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like they were doing like their own thing. So Travis mm-hmm. was kind of being more himself. Where California was like straight up, just like a like, and I I love like the whole California era, but like sure. it was it was a cookie cutter. Like we're gonna put pop think, punk yeah. music out for the summer. We're gonna like reintroduce the world to Blink One Eighty Two. We need to do this album. Let's get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Let's have every summer hit that we can write, and yeah. then go from there. Although there I is, think that's like, a good way of putting it. Yeah, and, and honestly, for the most part, I would agree. But like a song like Los Angeles, I feel like was kind of like the one where he kind of had a little bit of like. Sure, and not to say they're not moments no, in California. I, I would, I would, I would lean lean in towards agreeing with you. Where yeah, mm-hmm. like the, like I think maybe like what you're saying, it's just like they want to, they just want to appeal more to like. Uh, a mainstream market which is cool and absolutely you know and 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 the, the more attractive thing in, in the mainstream market is like a, a simpler beat but like you can't supply travis who's gonna do that who's gonna put no. the man in the box nobody no one's crazy nobody puts baby in a corner <laughs> so you know they just tell him like hey do you mind just like you're old dude you can't you can't do that all the time anymore Turn it back just a little bit. And Travis is like, Am I getting paid the same? He's like, Fuck you, dude, we'll pay you more. <laughs> you know? So uh back to neighborhoods. Um we can't we can't ignore uh Hearts All Gone. Uh, that was that one. song. And that was one that um up a lot in uh people's responses to the question. Yeah, yeah. That one is um uh, I think on that record, uh unchallenged. As far as drums go, number one. Because yeah. it's 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 everything you want out of it. Like you want something you don't understand how it's happening, but you like you hear so many cool sounds. You're like, it's yeah, probably because that's, cause that's a, a good third way to arm, I guess. But like, and then like every feel hits you different way because because he's got so many different and creative ones in there that like you feel like you're being like tossed around in a circle pit. You know, if you got the right headphones on, which is awesome. It's yeah. intoxicating. And I remember uh, even I was, like being sorry. Go ahead, Lloyd. Yeah, sorry, I was listening to it earlier. This was my one from this album that, as the stand-up. Yeah. And on the complete other end of I Miss You, where, like, in my head, it's like, all right, this sounds pretty pretty simple, but it's a good cat. Like, this one was just like, how is one man doing this <laughs> right now? <laughs> There's just so much coming from it. I know. Uh, Rocks, though. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. Like, I guess you said, he probably just put himself in a room and was like, you know what? They sent me this. Mark said, do whatever the hell I want. I said, Okay. And then he just, you know, decided to go out like a tornado. And I remember, like, back when they were touring, like, I remember being at the show and then and Mark being like, here's, an, here's a new one that sounds exactly like an old one. <laughs> that was, like, the best way to put it. Uh, 
And any other ones no. you guys have that stand out on neighborhoods? Uh, Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope's a good one. The verses are really cool. And, like, um, the way he just kind of sways and, like, swings the drum set so fast and, like, aimlessly, it's awesome. Yeah, sorry. One second here. I'm just – I'm shooting out a text. I, I hate to be that guy. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's but, okay. But, no, I I, I, I've that. always thought that neighbor – or not neighborhoods. Kaleidoscope off neighborhoods was, like – was so underrated and like it almost has like I, I don't even know how to describe it like i wouldn't say like a dance melody but like it's just so upbeat and so much fun like and i don't mm-hmm. know how yeah. they capture that in that song but like and i think i think the lyrics like kind of allude to like the like mark saying over and over again i can dance to anything you want to sing like maybe that's why mm-hmm. that always like resonates with me but for me that's just such a fun song it's very the cure of liquidity too yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They decided to definitely throw all their mojo that way that time. Um, also, like this is the first thing, the song they came back with. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm uh, wrong. But Up all night. Yeah. Um, that that uh, opening drum beat that he's doing is so cool because like what you heard in Always, where he's going those notes yep. on the hi hat like this, instead of doing that on the hi hat. What Travis is doing is he's separating his arms and he's going back and forth between the bell on the ride cymbal to the snare to the hi-hat. So he's going hi-hat, hi-hat, bell, snare, bell, hi-hat, bell, snare, bell, back and forth like this, right? His hands are going all different ways. And it's like, why? But he (laughs) does it. And it's Travis. So good, dude. And And that's another one where I think I don't like the music that much of it or not. the really? I, I No, not that I messed that up. I don't like the lyrics of that <laughs> song that much, but the music is so cool that I wish the song itself was better. In up all night. You're saying. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I always break that one. Sorry. Go ahead. Goody. No, no, please. I, I was going to say as a, as a whole, I think I always ranked that one like a little higher than I should just because it was that first song back. And it was like, I've been waiting. Mm-hmm. See, I'm the opposite. Like, I probably haven't ah. listened to that song in like over a year or so, just like on shuffle or anything. Because like, I just, I think I was just more disappointed that that was their first single back. Like, if you think about like how iconic of a band Blink was when they broke up and then to come back and that be your, like, I mean, at, at the time I was ecstatic because it was like, holy shit, look what's yeah. happening. But like, as like a fan, like looking back on it now, what a shitty choice. <laughs> dude i don't know that thing i i think it rips and they go so heavy at the end and and also the music video for that song the music video for that song is really really cool i love the aesthetic and like i think they're flames too and it's like basically they're destroying a neighborhood which is cool (laughs) punk rock (laughs) no and that's what like i'm saying like i love the outro and actually this is funny but when (laughs) When I was a senior in high school, my high school did like um, like a, a pageant of sorts. They called it uh, Mr. Cherokee. And um, I, cool. I like when like for like one of the things that like you like I was in it. And for like one of the things you come out to like that they introduce you. And I came out to up all night. And when like the guitars started to kick in and nice. going, like I, um, I brought the baby powder out on stage and I threw it up like LeBron James like during that like. <laughs> Like I, I, I've always thought the music, yes, but dude, I just, I just whatever lyrically, uh-huh. I just think it's kind of, it's just not that good. 
And, and I think it bothers yeah. me even more now when they try to play it with Matt because, like, it's just such an example of, like, being lazy. Like, the song isn't good enough to play as it was with Tom. Like, don't make Matt sing this song. Mm-hmm. Like, the fans don't need to hear it that bad. <laughs> play something else. Like, play Going Away to College. There you go. Yep. I, and I think yeah. That's what always bothered you know what, me. Like, I just I love you. thought they should have added, Maybe like, another Mark song instead of playing up all night was when matt came in i don't know well you know what let me throw it this let me throw it your way what would you pick what would you pick as the first single then off that record if you had to change the person they pick and see that's the problem i think they had too um i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up the album right now um go after midnight but it's just my favorite song so i would go after midnight the only reason why i wouldn't yeah. because it's, it's, it's not as up like it's not it's not like a, it's, yeah. It was a single, yeah but i don't know if it's like like when I think of like Blink, singles, it's too mellow. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, Wishing Well would have been cool. If you're going to do anything, yeah, I was going to say Wishing Well, Wishing Well, or Ghost in the Dance Floor. You could have done Ghost in the Dance yeah, Floor. I, I that think they sick. probably wanted because you have that that bridge. Yeah, I think Ghost in the Dance Floor might have been a better one, but I I don't know. I just that's another thing. That's like the like I as like a Blink fan, I love like all the deep cuts, and that album's like full of them. But I don't think that song had a commercial commercially you know single. I just don't think. Oh, uh, dude, hearts all gone. They should have came back with hearts all gone. That would made no sense at all. But that was badass. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, people who listened to Blink ten years ago before they broke up would have recognized it right away. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We'd be like, think, oh my god, this is what they're coming back with, and then we got neighborhood. <laughs> and I think the one thing that they tried to like go for was like with with um, up all night was that like it kind of was a song that like captured like you know, the guitar pedals and the delay pedals of what, like, what Tom's doing now. And it just kind of they tried to make it sound like what mm-hmm. they wanted, like new blink to sound like, but they didn't have any fucking idea. They didn't write this. They didn't write the album together. Yeah. <laughs> so like that. I don't have any idea what they wanted to sound like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? They gave it to us. We, we, oh, we took it, what yeah. they gave us. Yeah. We'll jump into, did you guys have any off uh, dogs eating dogs? I kind of, um, no, not the yeah yeah nothing nothing on that stood out to me i i I do like the drums off dogs eating dogs it kind of gives me like a don't leave me kind of vibe where it's like the but like yeah no nothing that like i like i said nothing that's going to be like noteworthy and i don't want to we're i think we're running right hour into this i don't want to spend two hours (laughs) talking about songs and that they don't make the cut um we'll jump we'll jump to california um this might be interesting mm-hmm. to talk about. I don't think Cody has, is going to have any that are going to be standouts. But for me, I had one that was a standout. Um, no Future. Yeah. Yeah, I would say No Future is um, a standout one. It's not, not like, straightforward. It's a little different from the rest of the record. Like we were saying just a minute ago, I think they took um, a much more, like, pop approach to, um, to the record, which isn't bad. Let's be very, very clear. You know, it's still – I think one of the, the, the principles you always have to apply to your drums or make it appropriate. Uh, Travis doesn't because that's literally what Travis is and like that's cool. But I think this time around, they decide to apply that principle, you know. So he did. And like um, made some, some awesome pop hits, you know. Uh, what's, the, um, what's the song where they redid the What's My Age Again video? She's, uh, she's out of her mind. She's out of her mind. Great song. Absolutely great song. Um, and I think a strong one to come back with. You know, I think that that hooked me. I'm cool with, with Matt. 
let's make that clear as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if there's an intention in the room. <laughs> I love <laughs> Matt. Mad, I think man. he's a cool choice. Anything else, anything else off uh, California, California or California Deluxe you guys worth uh, worth digging into or you guys you guys good moving on? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have anything else myself. Um, yeah, I'm I not had, too sure. I had 6-8 like... off the Deluxe album, but um, – just because I love that the timing was different. I just thought it was creative, too. They named the song, the, the timing of the song. And I thought the uh, drums themselves were just, like, fucking cool and, like, aggressive and angry. And I just always loved that song. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just gave the, the, the tracks and the look over. And I, I guess nothing, like, really too stand out. Um, not to say, like, you know, it isn't Travis. But, yeah, like, um, if we're doing a top ten, you know, a lot of songs to pick from, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's just jump into nine. Um, I, I for me, there's there's two off here that I I like, and then there's one off there that's like that that was brought up a lot. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll bring up the ones that I like first, and I'll see if you guys get to the other ones. But the one uh, that I I enjoy is the first time. I just think that's another mm-hmm. one that uh pretty cool. Like I like Cody mentioned earlier, like they're just so good at album openers, like. This is another song I could see them like coming out on the stage too if they didn't have like a million other awesome songs to open up a concert with. Like if they were doing like a strictly <laughs> nine tour and they started with this song, I, I'd be like, fuck, I could get into this. I could see Mark coming out with the curtain drop, hopping around in his vans, in his black skinny jeans, yeah. like, hair all spiked up, like just smiling ear to ear, looking at the crowd. Like I can, I can paint the picture right now you, just looking you at just it. You just listen to the song. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, they, 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 they definitely can't avoid that. They would have to. No, I'm sure they have, but, like, that song is 100% an opener to a show. Um, and also, a great opener to the record. Um, I think Pinning Grenade has a cool... Yeah, that, um, was, that was the other one I would have had. Jump beat in there. Um, I like Heaven a lot. I think that one's pretty aggressive. I mean, uh-huh. um, I think Ransom's really cool because the first time I heard it, I wasn't expecting it. And yeah. then he kicked it, and I was like, this is some cool shit. All right, yeah, definitely down for that. Um, I mean, it's funny. I, I I really, really like Nine. I like Nine a lot to where it's like probably, probably my top five like albums. I guess they have nine albums. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I, I don't like it for, for the jumps specifically. I love the melodies, and I love – uh, just the difference that this record holds and like the rest of the discography for Blink-182. So like now, if I want to feel fucking young and modern, I can listen to Dark Side and I can do the dance like the kids <laughs> do. And, you know, um, I think it's just like a really, really enjoyable, you know, modern pop punk record that they really caught on quick. To, to the trend and um i think it's stellar but like not for the same reasons that think other records are does that make sense yeah yeah it's it's for me for me nine i don't i don't like it like i i kind of disagree with you um because i just like long term i don't think like nine will ever be an album that i go back to and listen to often like but for me mm-hmm. what was refreshing about it was like i said i felt like when they put california out, it was kind of like this is what we need to sound like Whereas when nine came out, it was kind of like, oh shit, this actually sounds like what Blink-182 mixed with Alkaline Trio was, could sound like, and this is what we got. Mm-hmm. Like bits and pieces. I feel like it showed more promise where it's like they're finally like, they, they were like actually writing their own music rather than like setting out like 
okay, we're yeah. going to make this more mainstream, if that makes sense. Right. Less formulaic, more like, fuck you. I'm going to write Blink-182 tracks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, so, Cody, with the drumming on this album, you were kind of getting into it earlier. Mm-hmm. It's just, just no, like, not as many risks or not so much I, different. Um, just I think run of the mill. it's like, not run of the mill. I mean, like, as run of the mill to Travis is like 10 times better than like what everybody else is doing exactly. in the first place. <laughs> So, so to say around the middle is like kind of underwhelming, but like, I think there's a shift in that the, the style he's cultivating. Um, the, the feels feel different. Um, I wouldn't say predictable. I won't say any of that. It just, uh, it is like I, don't, I don't mean to bash. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, I feel like, I feel like I was wowed so much more before does that make sense like yeah you know yeah. when i when i heard neighborhoods and i heard her hearts all gone i said all right yeah the inside of my chest is destroyed by the inside of his bass drum which is super super cool um and i feel like i've blacked a few of those moments and and that's fine but like you you see the the style he is becoming just to sum it all up i feel like you've throttled back just a little bit just a notch you know, and maybe it's Travis getting older. Maybe, you know, it just, you know, the style Blink wants to go with. But I think they just dialed down a little bit. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Um, I don't I don't think anything from nine is going to crack our top threes or either our, or any of our uh, honorable mentions. So let's let's just try to wrap it up here. Um, I'll give I'll give my three. We each give our three, and then if you guys want to throw an honorable mentions at the end, we can do that too. So I'll go first. So for me, three will be uh, feeling this uh, just because like we talked about. It's just a, it's like I mentioned that I like uh, Dumpweed kind of more as an opener, but for me, like feeling this is just so much more iconic. Like it just everything about it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I just love it so much. Um, number two for me, After Midnight. Like I said, this is one of those ones where it's really stripped down, really simple. But the snare hits for me and just like the the hip hop the hip hop beat to it almost, even though it's like a slow emo love song, like just just a it's a cool mesh for me. And then number one, I feel like it was kinda obvious right off the jump when I when I brought it up, but I'll go with Adam song. So that that's yeah. top three. <laughs> nice. So uh, Love Cody, it. you wanna you wanna set us uh, your top three? Yeah. So so my top three definitively. Number three would be Hearts all gone off of neighborhoods for obvious reasons because <laughs> it's just a monster of a song and very drum focused. And if one day I ever record a YouTube cover of it, I think I'll be good. I'll just quit <laughs> drums after that because it beats. Um, the second song would be Always off of self titled. Um, that thing he does in the beginning in the intro. It's just so so interesting in the first place, and it pulls you in. And then the rest of it's just so very groovy, and um, just a different side of Blink Lady too. And I think he like, like he, he stretches his own talent in it too, and it's it's really cool. So um, this is gonna sound like a cheap rip off, but my number one song is also Adam's song because how yep. could you not? <laughs> you just can't, you know. It's 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 that Blink song, man. And um, I think it's really the first one that really dug that anchor into everybody, like Travis has style of his own and he's going to show it to you <laughs> you know so i think that's probably number one for me too 
And I just wanted to make a quick edit. I I don't know how I left this out after I was like sappy over this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna switch um feeling this into my honorable mention and always into my my top three. I don't know yeah. how I left that out. Uh, you said <laughs> that I and I was I like looked at my notes like Jesus, I'm a fucking idiot. How did I not like? <laughs> but yeah, so feel or feeling this into honorable mention always at number three for me. You know what? I'm gonna actually move that to number two and after midnight at three. All right. So. Sorry, I just, I just made two lists, but uh, Lloyd, Lloyd lay, lay your top three on us. All right, well, I've got two that we've already said before here. Um, mm. Three, always, which I think now makes it on all three of ours. Yeah. Two. Look at that. Two now. Like, oh, heart's all gone. Oh, which, wow. Yeah, so that was literally the last. Like, wow, each list had a neighborhood song. Of the last impressive. three albums, I guess I didn't go – as in depth um, as maybe I could have looking through these drum songs, but that one stood out like a mile ahead of the rest yeah. of me. <laughs> um, and then number one, I'm going Anthem part two. I've always just, just loved the intro. You might even call it a fill. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Lloyd, Lloyd with nice. A callback. Yeah. Uh, buzzword number two, Phil. Check off. Phil. No, that, nice. that's just like when I think of just classic blank, I, that brings me back to like high school summer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That opening. Yeah. Awesome. That is awesome. Well, hey. Nice. Um, let's, I'm going to wrap this shit up. We just talked for a very long time about drums. <laughs> Lloyd learned some about, some about fills. I learned some about the sonics and where the, where the hits are coming from. Uh, Cody, thank you so much for coming on. This will not be the last time you guys will hear from Cody. I, yeah. This episode will be coming out, I believe, on the 24th. So we're recording this on the 23rd. And mm -hmm. I think Cole, he's, uh, we recorded another one that will be back on like April, like April 11th. So um, get used to Cody. And I'm sure, you know, because I'm, I'm such a big fan <laughs> of Goalkeeper. We didn't, we didn't talk that much about Goalkeeper in this episode. Be sure to check him out. I'll throw in uh, one of their songs at the end here. But also – um, I'm such a big fan of goalkeeper and we talk about that later in the other one. So the next episode we do with, uh, Cody will be more of like the plugin where you can find all their nice. shit, but it's, I think it's just at goalkeeper band on all platforms, correct for social media. Yes, sir. And absolutely. Spotify is just goalkeeper. Yep. yep. That's it. No spaces. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So, uh, this won't be the last you hear from Cody or Mark or Ryan or any of the guys. Um, and as they keep putting out new music and keep growing and getting more awesome, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna ride their coattails along with them. We're gonna be yeah, the official. You gotta, we're gonna be you gotta the, remember who was there early. <laughs> oh, absolutely, the, yeah, man. Uh, uh, what would be the what, the podcast name though for uh, Goalkeeper Podcast? Uh, see, um, the goalies, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like the the goalies. Just sounds more like like the fan club, though. I, I I'll think of a yeah. podcast. Uh, name. Right. I'll leave it up to you. You're the podcast expert. But yeah. for what it's worth, we um we'll we'll leave a couch on stage for you guys. Just a two seat <laughs> couch. You guys can always have this seats. Me Love and Lloyd it. will just have we'll have yeah, like a, a you guys won't have an opening act. It'll just be Lloyd and I drinking a couple of beers, just sitting around with microphones, being like, This guy this band's really good. Like we <laughs> like these songs. Yeah, we'll set we'll set you up with like a six pack each, um, blinders, <laughs> and all you guys can talk about it from Lady Two. And then there's a mic in front of you. That is, that, is, like, that, is, that is the dream. <laughs> I think I think Cody's lagging again, so I'm gonna wrap up. We, mm -hmm. If there's any issues throughout the episode, I, at a certain point we were we were hitting on all strides, and I think like like an hour and ten minutes in, we hit a huge uh, 
network issue or something on someone's end. I don't know if Comcast, it was Ryan or Cody. Verizon. But yeah, but uh, we're going to work on that. We're going to get a new sponsor for internet out here and uh, we'll make sure this issue doesn't happen. I'll try to clean up the best I can over the next 24 hours and hopefully put out a good product for you guys. Um, Cody, if you can hear me, thank you so much. Uh, thank yes. you for the time. Hey, Cody, Not thanks only a lot. Tonight, but um, a few weeks ago when we recorded, uh, continued success with Goalkeeper, man. I'll be listening. And as always, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely, man. I hope you guys can hear me. As I'm you telling you, me. like, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, definitely not the last time we talked. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. Yep. And remember, if you see Mark, lacrosse. 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 <laughs> yeah. We'll All right, you guys. guys next time. Everything's changing lately